On this show, we'll be looking at Tornando, Espares, Ginty, Norton and Rothrock. We're going to be chopping away through 1990's Lady Dragon. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your chop socky hosts and my name's Mark. And I'm the other wing sucker. <laughs> wing sucker. <laughs> wing. <laughs> well, you Thinking said it. Back, it's... <laughs> I'm the other host, John Watson, wing sucker. <laughs> That's my Your new, wings uh, are like a art. sucked of sheep. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking about bat think when I was going to get my intro. I just jumped in there. Karate. Okay. <laughs> Karate. Fantastic. This week, it's week three of Listener Request Month. Before we get into what we're talking about and who has requested it, we are the podcast that takes a, a different film every week. You know what we do by now. We watch the movie. We try and come up with as many things as we can in our own homes, get together and see if we can make 100 things we have learned from the film. Uh, we're going to let a very, very special guest <laughs> tell you what is coming up this week. Take it away, Randall Parker. Hi, guys. It's Randall Parker, you know, from Randall Parker's Film Club, the podcast. Thanks for having me on your request month. The film that I'd like to nominate is uh, the 1990 martial arts classic Lady Dragon, starring Kung Fu legend Cynthia Rothrock. It's got everything you could want from a film. Heartbreak, tears, laughter, and probably a bloke getting kicked square in the knackers. What's not to love? You guys should be able to learn something from this, even if it's just the correct way to punch your baddies' teeth out. Great stuff. Turn off for a bit. Again, Randall, thank you very much for your suggestion. It was, uh, I thought it was a joke at the beginning, and after watching it, I realise it is. Thank you very much, Randall. <laughs> uh, if, if anybody's caught Randall Parker's film club, he mentions Cynthia Rothrock every week. She's like his The Simpsons. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, every single week she gets a mention. I think he, he, he might have a problem, and not just the flatulence that you heard on the... Uh... <laughs> On the, the, the oh, thing there. that was uh, good, John. Nineteen nineties, Lady Dragon. Wow, what did you make of this one? Uh, I've I've watched an awful lot of um, karate Shit. films and, and and films back in the day with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme or that sort of thing, and I I, I totally missed the Rothrock. And after watching this, I hate to say this, I could see why I missed it. It was just like. <laughs> What? Oh, it was. I, I just, yeah, it's, it's it's something else. You need to you need to see it to believe it. Put it that way. Yeah, I think you're right, John. If if you've not seen this, listeners, and and you want to go on YouTube and watch at least maybe fifteen minutes of it, yeah, watch the opening 15, 20 minutes of it. It's yeah. it's of an age. Now, I didn't know her from anything, John, but I remember the poster. For a movie called China O'Brien. Yes, there was three of them in there. That, that ring the bell? Yeah, 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 that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a China. definite video van one. Yeah. China O'Brien. But again, never never saw it. Never saw it. <sighs> I've looked at I looked at a lot of your films and uh, a lot of them struggle to get by four on IMDb. <laughs> a proper struggle, so... Which is a shame, because she's she's far from the worst thing in this. Oh, no, no, definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, yeah. Got, she's got something about her, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll learn a little bit about her as we go forward, but uh, should we? Must let's we, please? This. Must let's, we, John? Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get this roundhoused. <laughs> Hadouken. So it, it opens telling us it's a David Worth film, original story by, directed by uh, David Worth. I, 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 all I could think as I saw that was, what story? I mean, it is the, the, the least kind of written movie I've ever seen. It's just all follow the tropes and all follow the sentiment. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's pretty much for yeah. all those stuff. So do you know David Worth from anything? 
The only thing I know him from is uh, Kickboxer Co directed it, uh, and that was a film. Right, yeah, I I, I had that as well. Uh, he's got twenty eight director credits on IMDb, and I've only seen this and Kickboxer, and and until <laughs> Sunday, I had only seen Kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent record. He's, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he's a second unit director of photography on Inner Space, though. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Inner Space, what a, what a really film. That, that brings it that back. That is a good movie. That is a, a fucking movie. movie. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I looked at that Rappy film. Did you see, the, did you see the, 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 the studio, Rappy? I, I did, uh, yeah. So I had to look at that, and the only thing that I recognise from Rappy films is a 2008 horror called uh, Splinter about. Basically, it's a couple that go to... About a kung fu rat and his four turtles. No, no, no. They've fallen away from... must have fallen away from that because it's basically um, Splinter. <laughs> it's about a, a parasite. It's a, it's a horror movie. A, a couple go to like a, a petrol station and then there's this sort of parasite thing that tries to kill everybody. So I think well. I've seen that. I think I might have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just that a, sounds very blue. familiar. Very good. We open with shots of uh, uh, it's all, it's all filmed in Indonesia. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that for a start. So it's filmed in Indonesia uh, with a lot of Indonesian actors. Let's call them actors. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening shots of these kind of temples and, yeah, and looks... the huge Buddhas. Yeah, like they see in yeah. Um, Thailand. Yeah, it's a place called Borobudur Temple. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site built in the 9th century during the Salandra dynasty, and there are 504 original Buddha statues there. Wow, that's a lot of Buddha. A lot of them, a lot of them have been damaged, and a lot of them are headless, and the heads have found their way into Western museums. Of course they fucking have. Of course they have. <laughs> Don't let anything go to waste in the West. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this guy, right, running around this crowded warehouse, tap off in a proper yep. Glaswegian boy's been on the bucky <laughs> running around the place. Snapping, snapping propellers like a mofo, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's being watched by this huge crowd of guys. And and <laughs> Alec Guinness's uh, southeastern non-union character out of Man in the White Suit. Yeah, <laughs> this, this white glasses. Suit. Just sitting there with his cane. And those glasses looked a little bit like the glasses out of Wild Wild West. Yeah, well. or what you're wearing bloody snow. I didn't know what he wanted to do with those glasses, <laughs> to be honest. But see if that was outside. It probably looked like the um, the stage from Giles' um, background. With everybody just up on on ramps and stuff like that, just waving a bit like, what's going on there? Man, I want to play some Street Fighter. Now now you've got a switch, we've got to play some Street Fighter. Let's do that. Let's do it. So (laughs) he's kind of running around, giving it this. This character appears in this cowl, all dressed in black in the shadow, walks in, and takes the hood off, and it's a lady, John. It's a woman. He's a bound woman. to kick her ass because she's a woman, isn't she? Yeah, that's important. That's, that's especially as running about in like yeah. a monk's habit. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one thing that's not going to come across very well in this are the fights, and I have noted the fights. Very, very limited <laughs> notes of the fights. Uh, she kicks him pretty much to death, <laughs> which is really good. She really gives him a kicking. This guy in the white suit, Alec Guinness, is Mr. Chin, right? He's he's made a run for it, and he's just about to get into his into his car. And she says, mm-hmm. "I want my pay. Uh, I want my half of the money." And obviously, he's bet on her, and he's paying her. And she just says, "See you next week." <laughs> he's doing it every week. He's battering <laughs> these boys every week. She's in this bar, right? It's nighttime now, and she orders a double vodka. It's like you, John. Yep, double vodka yeah. on the way. Yeah. It's a bit like the bar out of Blues Brothers. It goes silent when she walks yeah, in. Yeah, everybody just looks at her as in <laughs> you what's the woman doing drinking the alone. in the corner playing a, like an old-timey piano. This guy approaches her. He watched the fight. It's her ex-John's friend, Gibson, right? 
who is not a character in this movie. Yeah. Um, he, she's looking for Ludwig. He tries to convince her to give up. Uh, he's from the company, and they want her back. I'm pretty sure the company in Aliens is what they refer to Wayland Utani as. <laughs> throughout, the, <laughs> yes, the company. Oh, yeah, the company. Yeah, what the a company. specimen! Yeah. yeah. So did she work? Did she used to work for Wayland Utani? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, she did. Absolutely, of she did. <laughs> She's not for any of it, right? She refuses to go back, and that's it. She has this flashback. She's rolling around in the in the grass in this in grass. Double, denim double denim outfit, oh, but it's God. it's it's light denim. And the mam in me couldn't help thinking, oh, she's going to go mad when she sees all the grass stains the on grass that light denim. Oh, never going to come out <laughs> scrubbing all night on that. We've been there, we've been there, we've been there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you get grass stains on him? Uh, You skidding around on the the grass, rolling down the hill. (laughs) Oh, get battered. (laughs) Now she's flashback to her wedding. It's her wedding. This dress, my God, it really looked like something out of The Wedding Singer. Um, It was really bad. She's leaving church to what I could only describe as keyboard demo music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was rotten. Bad. Yeah. Uh, the groom, <laughs> her husband, gets shot eight times and just keeps kind of walking Standing into the, the the bullets like 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 Karloff's kind of Frankenstein. Yeah, it's not as if he's getting <laughs> like the pushed back by the bullets. He's actually gone forward. No, just kept, just kept going forward, down. and then and then they kind of moving backwards. <laughs> it's really she's lying, crying. Ah, yeah. fake crying. Ah, yeah. Oh, it's horrible, horrible scene. She comes to and crushes the sugar glass that she's holding in her hand. It's not real. It's <laughs> I'm quite blatantly not a real glass. It's night now. So she lives in some sort of s- slum, doesn't she? She's yeah, passing by rats. all these broken tuk-tuks. There's rats. Mm-hmm. There's a hole in the roof. Yeah, yeah. It's the path she chose. <laughs> it's one of those ones. <laughs> live, live in poverty look as if you're just... A bum? <laughs> As if you're hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's sitting there putting on a wig and some really dark makeup, which made her look as if she was Asian in and up. Yeah, it, it 100% was completely unacceptable. Yeah, but, I think that. The, the, the kid later on says she's got blue eyes and yeah. dark skin. Dark skin. Yeah, so she how she thought she was going to get away with that. But she, you're absolutely, and I hadn't put two and two together. But you're right, John. She, she's, uh, yeah, she's. I mean, that's <laughs> she's wow. Not, not today, of course. But I guess 1990 was a Christ. It was only what 31 oh, years ago. <laughs> Might as well have been on the, the moon. Oh yeah. I keep thinking it's only 10 years ago. Anybody says to me 1990, yeah, it was only 10 years ago. Jesus. Um, she's. She's dressed like, and the wig especially, uh, Mila Jovovich's character in Zoolander. Yes, she really is. <laughs> so she, she, is like. she, is. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to this superstar discotheque and bar. If no longer exists, John. In fact, yeah, I checked it. Yeah, I, I checked can't it. find anything to say it ever existed, but it must yeah. have done because they wouldn't have paid for such a, a ornate oh, set. Yeah, 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 it was quite a big set. But yeah, as soon as I seen it, I was like, is that real? And checked it, but no, yeah. it's not real. And they, they sell Carlsberg there, which is in the yeah. 80s was a very, very a, posh beer. Oh, that's an imported <laughs> beer right there. Imported beer. <laughs> yeah. you, pay an, you pay an extra bat for that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's mud wrestling in this place. Yeah. Mud wrestling, John. Of course, I looked into this and didn't do it. I thought you were doing well. I thought you were doing well. The first professional mud wrestling league was in Akron, Ohio, in 1930s. Uh, the first women's match was in 1938. Competitive mud wrestling dates back to the 4th century BC in what is now Pakistan and India. In Pakistan, I'm going to butcher this, it is known as Palwane, and the wrestlers are known as, oh, so it's Pal, Palwane, and the wrestlers are Palwanese. Jeez, okay. I told you I'd butcher that, didn't I? <laughs> but well worth it for four bits of information. Did you get anything more on mud wrestling? 
No, that was pretty much the same. Right. I just got the and and um Other than trying, Christy's was, leaving you now, she's seen you. <laughs> she's searching my, my my history. But yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much that I had. Okay. Apart from the Palwanese one. Well done, oh, well, you obviously knew that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew. Uh, this guy, she's walking in, this guy goes, hey, baby, you're mine. And she throws him through a table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's replayed twice for effect. Yeah. But which somebody happens else goes, a number of times. After it, somebody else, yeah, I can't wait to my, my, I'll tell you about my favourite scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, she throws him through the table, but then she walks up and somebody else said it as well, like, look, if she's done that to somebody... Which chance have you got? <laughs> you'd, yeah, you'd maybe say, no, you're all right, Duck, don't worry about it. I, I decided to have a little bit of a look into stunt prop furniture, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, you know, we always talk about rabbit holes, but this is a great rabbit hole. Uh, there's a company called FX.com. Uh, it's not cheap stuff, by the way, for kind of one-use stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. it's made of, most of the stuff's made of balsa wood. Uh, a, a breakaway balsa wood kitchen table starts at $320 and a clock with pendulum starts at $200. Jesus. I mean for one for a one one take you have got to get it fucking right, haven't you? You've got I'm, to get I'm, that right. I'm thinking you should buy the normal stuff and just pay somebody a wee bit extra that can take that. <laughs> <laughs> Have somebody wearing an outfit that looks like <laughs> Uncle Fester in those two movies. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd batter him on the back with a two by four. Except <laughs> we're a real clock and save some money. <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy, isn't it? Clocked him one. Absolutely. Oh, like it. I knew you would. <laughs> but yeah, that, that FX.com folks, if anyone's ever making uh, if anyone's ever making a, a film, get on there get and on buy it. some get on it. Some of those props. There's loads of them. She fights all these really fat doormen. And this guy in a suit, but he hasn't got a shirt on. <laughs> he's, yeah. gone to the, he's gone to the, the, the place with like black suit on. No, done up, is, no shirt on. Is that the one with the Uzi? There's the one just standing there with a guy. Yeah, it's the guy with the Uzi. Yeah, random. They start shooting, oh, does he start, yeah, he starts shooting up the place, doesn't he? Oh, she's caught, yeah, and yeah. taken up to Wolfgang. Yeah, uh, he mm. threatens to kill her. Um, this Wolfgang character, he he's a proper actor. This Richard Norton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, oh, Richard Norton, yeah. I, I didn't know him in too much, except apparently he's doing some of the stunts in the new Suicide Squad movie. The guy's in his 70s. The Suicide Squad, really? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's known he, he, on IMDb, known for stunts in Suicide Squad. Uh, he did stunts in that Dark X Men Dark Phoenix film. Fuck, you know. Wow. Um, and he's uh, Prime Imperator in Mad Max Fury Road. Future episode. You don't have a say about that either. That is yeah. a future episode. I love that is movie really so the, much. Is he really? They mean yeah. Prime. Yeah. yeah. Well. Prime Imperator. Yeah. So he's one of the basically one of the kind of one the, of the clans. Heads. The big the big guys that that looks after your 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 big man. Yeah, mediocre. <laughs> yeah, but he's Australian, isn't he? So he's got to be in a Mad Max film. Oh yeah, I think I mean, everybody in the show was in that. Rules. That in the dish, yeah. wasn't he? Everybody was in that as well. <laughs> the dish, <laughs> that and the castle. Have you ever seen the castle? Yes, <laughs> that's a great movie, by the way. Mm. That is a super movie. I was talking about that recently with Wayne at One Pound Movie Podcast. That is a that is so much fun. I've got to get everybody to watch that. Vast direct. <laughs> Eric Bernard's first movie. Is it? And probably the last good thing he was in. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed to be come yeah. a bit. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pish. He's... Yeah. <laughs> Things he's done at Hulk and just sold out. Yeah, yeah I kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, Nolte. Nolte is the bad guy, man. You've got to get Nolte oh, back in there. God, uh, in the he's, MCU. he's a badass, isn't he? And me, Nick Nolte, Nick goddamn Nolte in the MCU! <laughs> he's a bit too sweary, isn't he? That man is only, that man is only in his early 70s. Wow, he's he's been old for a long time. He has he? been old for a very very long time. Yeah, he has. <laughs> so they 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 take her up to him. He threatens to kill her. Uh, she spits at him. He ties her down and basically rapes her. Mm-hmm. And then 
he throws her out of this car into the mud in a monsoon, which it looks like. And the next yeah, day she's yeah, found yeah. by this boy and his mute grandfather, who is probably <laughs> outside of outside of uh, the main character, of course, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, that that old boy's probably my favourite character in the movie. Because you never the best actor. Yeah, he's the best actor. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, she's sleeping peacefully. <laughs> like she she looks like she's just asleep. <laughs> like she's not been attacked or anything. Um, the the little yeah. boy says, "Why is she light and dark at the same time?" And the which again is exactly what you're getting at. And the yeah. old boy says, basically, mimes good and evil fight inside of her. Yin and yang. They're, they're cleaning. They're cleaning her up, and it just basically, she's got a bit of coal dust on her cheek. It's like she's Very been like she... she's been for half a day down the pit. <laughs> um, they give her this horrible tea for healing, and this is the best line in the whole movie, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she says, "I don't want to drink anymore." And the little boy says, "It tastes bad, but it makes good inside." Very much like thirteen percent Imperial Russian Stout, John. <laughs> it might not taste great, but boy, it makes me feel good inside. It makes good in the end. Oh, it makes me. Yeah, well, maybe not the very end, <laughs> um, which is really good. Uh, she gets up to walk and then gives up. Oh, she said, I can't do it anymore. And the kid says, uh, walk or drink more tea. And then she basically legs it and she goes, pain's gone, Grandpa. <laughs> Which is the best bit. Pain's gone, Grandpa. She's away. <laughs> She's off in our montage, isn't she? Yeah. She's walking like me on a morning after the gym <laughs> on the night. Uh, Grandpa's whittling this bow stick out of a branch. This is mental, by the way. What he's got it I don't in this kind of hole in the ground. He's got it in the hole, and yeah, he just sort of starts to yeah. slap it. It's and like take bits the off hole it. that you had for your wordy gig, for your washing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, did he just make the hole by rubbing the stick round? That's just. That's I think that's what it's meant to be, but it's quite blatantly a manufactured hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's ground. perfectly round. Exactly. Machined. Yeah, take some bark off it, and she just looks at it, going, "Yeah, the leaves and that." Yeah, she's she's well impressed, uh, and that and that's the end of the bow staff. Because I was like, "Oh, she's going to do some like, yeah, fantastic moves." Doesn't even touch it. No, you don't see it again. Uh, the bow staff is usually made from unfinished hardwood uh, or uh, a mix, uh, kind of a, a softer wood, so it can bend sometimes. The Japanese martial art of wielding the bow is bojitsu. Of course it is. Of course um, it is. It's also Donatello's weapon. The turtle, not the painter, of course. Donatello's weapon of choice. Donnie! Yeah. Who was your favourite turtle, John? Uh, Michelangelo. You're correct, of course. <laughs> Thank you. You're that was a competition and I just went. <laughs> you did, mate, yeah. Because he's a party dude, just like you and me. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fat pizza eating prick just Love like me <laughs> <laughs> uh, I looked into healing teas thinking I wonder if there's a kind of a tea that will just fix you just like that uh, there isn't but apparently eucalyptus tea is well known for its ability to combat respiratory problems like congestion mm-hmm. no uh, wonder. and also feed your uh, uh, feed your little koala bears koala. Yeah. and Echinacea tea is said to boost the immune system and reduces the symptoms of colds. Sweet. Just like green tea? Mm. Yeah, very much so. I'm, I'm knocking back a bit of green tea at the minute because I'm on a bit of a, a little bit of a mini health kick and I'm sick of drinking it. I want coffee. <laughs> and then is, is, the next scene is, is there no kicking a, a oh, handkerchief? Like, what was that all about? It's knocking it up in the air like hacky sack. That's it, but it's just it was a hang, and she's looking at it as an amazement as if yeah, whoa! But it just yeah. doesn't actually show him kicking it. Just cuts scenes, as you say, repeats you, scenes. You can kind of see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like wow. Obviously, grandfather's brilliant. That that's the thing, and he's teaching her quite a few things. Mm-hmm. She's eating, and she says, oh, "Look, I've had enough food. Uh, I've had enough rice. I don't want to eat anymore." Uh, he says, "He says, no, you must eat it, the little boy." She says, oh, well, why, don't you, why doesn't grandfather eat it? He says, that is grandfather's rice. Ooh, <laughs> that makes her feel a bit bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, He's given up his food to make it. sure she gets better. So, and she does. She's numbing it. She's eating it. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> she could do with an Indonesian food bank. 
Um, here's back back to the scene, and here's Rupert Murdoch. Uh, no, sorry, it's not, is it? It's uh, Ludwig. <laughs> Ludwig. <laughs> uh, apparently, the king is demanding his shipment. Right, where this has come from, I've no idea. These two boys are in the office. The king's demanding his shipment, but Ludwig wants his money first. <laughs> show me the money, <laughs> okay? And they take the money and they show him. Uh, he turns to his man and he says, uh, "Yeah, kill them and blame the CIA." And then this shrouded figure in this uh-huh. chair, you just see the back of them, and an arm, a white yeah. uh, a white suited arm, says, no, the KGB. And I'm like, fuck, the KGB were still a thing. Well, I know. <laughs> you know. They were the bad boys back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, we think we know who that is. Uh, back to Cynthia, and she wants to pay to feed the whole village, but she's got to go and get her money, which is in her room. But it's all right, because the kid will do it. So the kid goes to this block. There's a guy at reception reading this Time magazine. And he's like, how do I I know it's it's definitely you're from her? And he's got a handwritten letter. Yeah, it checks out. (laughs) Gives him a key. Yeah, because she's she's got white skin and white dark uh, light hair. And it's like, all right, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely her. Yeah, she's paid three months up or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Time magazine. John, as you know, is a magazine. The key, the clue, is in the title there. Uh, Its first issue was March the 3rd, 1923. Uh, The first time person of the year was Charles Lindbergh in 1927, which I assume was before he Madeline McCann his own baby, I think. I think it... Possibly. Hopefully. I'd like to think so. Before him and Mrs Lindbergh went out for tapas and lost their baby. Yeah. I'd say it's a bit harsh, but 1927, I, I, I think almost 100 years is beyond yeah, the statute limitation. The McCanns <laughs> might not agree, though. Yeah, that's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, they're quite litigious, I think. <laughs> Shit. Uh, in 1975, which I know was the year you were born, John, Time Person of the Year, and obviously they do this every year, Time Person of the Year was... Uh, Generic American women, American women, uh, represented by wow. Betty Ford, uh, Susie Sharp, Addie Wyatt, Kathleen uh, Briarly. Kathleen Briarly, Kathleen May Briarly, was a captain in the United States Navy. So my year was devoted to ge- generic women then, or to, general to, women? To, well, no, because it was it was the year of the the feminist revolution, John. I think you've got to let them have that. Oh, no, I'm all right, mate. That yeah. right, well okay. for me. That well for me. <laughs> yeah. Some, there's some absolute belters. It's a shame you weren't born in 1972, right? <laughs> because this, I mean, talk about a magazine being so far off, so fucking wrong in hindsight. 1972, it was joint awarded to Richard Nixon and Henry fucking Kissinger. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Two of the worst monsters in the history of <laughs> Nineteen seventy six was Jimmy Carter. He's history's greatest monster. <laughs> uh, the year I was born. Speaking of history's greatest monster, it was our old friend Ronald Reagan back on the podcast doing it for the Gipper. Uh, so disappointed. Had it been born a month earlier, it would have been my boy Ayatollah Khomeini. That's what you get for stopping in. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. At uh, the last time person of the year john as we're at it um it was a joint one between joe biden and the fantastic kamala harris right okay uh who i'm sure a lot of people aren't big fans of but i think she's uh, i think she's better i do you've had all sorts of people donald trump once though so i mean the fucking magazine's on its ass there's a there's a reason was that level up there or no uh oh that's a good <laughs> question yeah probably um yeah, 1938, Stalin 39 and 42, Khrushchev 57, Khomeini 79, but he's my boy, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm all right I don't the bad cars. Uh, yeah, there you go. Interesting uh, interesting stuff. I've just added a couple more on. <laughs> Thanks to you remembering the Hitler one. <laughs> this guy, as the kid goes upstairs, calls Andre, right? The apartment is basically a hovel, but the kid finds the cash. But here's Andre trying to get through the door. He kicks the door in. The kid escapes out the window and up the roof. 
He goes up these stairs with no railing. It's an absolute death trap. Right. But the the, the, kids... the, but the actual scene itself, this is my favourite scene. The, yeah, the actual the length of time it takes him to go up the stairs while he's following yeah. and it just cuts back and forth. Just while they're yeah. on the same, like I... pretty much the same step. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He slips and he's hanging off. Andre goes to kill him, but the kid kicks him square in the chest. It's a belting kick. It's a belting kick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then splat away. And yeah, people are already at his body before he even hits the ground. Well, I was going to say that. that. There must just be people moving around waiting for him to land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as, soon as, he was, as soon as you hear him hitting the ground, it peers over and there's just two people right at him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you must be waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Ludwig. And he's abusing prostitutes. Classy bastard. Uh, his madam explains Andre fell to his death. Now, this madam is basically just somebody that does anything for him, gets him these type of women. She's called Susan. And he yeah. says, he says, Susan, you're the only one that can, you're the only one that can dictate to me. And then there's a sexy scene with synth sax, not even real saxophone, just somebody yeah, playing synth. that fucking keyboard from the demo music earlier on, saxophone. We've all had yeah. It. yeah, yeah, we've all uh, had that. The next demo. day, <laughs> the <laughs> next day, Cynthia wakes up and the kid's back from the, to the village. She's training in this kind of Ewok village in the trees kind of thing, like yub-nub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like doing... All sorts of things. She can, she can basically, I don't know, lick her own feet and all yeah, sorts of crazy. Yeah, splits while walking along for no reason. Oh yeah, yeah. On, just on walking along the splits. Yeah. Uh, they have this big meal. It's a proper feast, isn't it? Yeah. Nighttime. This guy Sonny is robbing Ludwig's place. At least that's what it looks like. He's an undercover cop. He's on their side. Uh, the <laughs> Ludwig. Catches him. He says, I don't make the rules. I profit by them. Fucking hell, it is Rupert Murdoch. It <laughs> is Rupert Murdoch. Oh. Uh, Ludwig takes his jacket off to fight him, postures, and then as the boy Sonny comes running at him, he just shoots him through the head, yeah, doesn't he? He goes at a gun and just shoots him through the head. I'm thinking, what? Yeah. Proper shit Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a training montage now with Cynthia. She's getting strong now. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, the, and, and at the end of it, uh, the kid says, she's a dragon. Oh, oh, Grandpa does like a sign thing. And then he goes, a lady dragon. And we all go, hey. Lady <laughs> dragon. Because they said the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. She's a lady dragon. Okay, That's kid. It. John, yeah. mm-hmm. just for you, we're getting through the film, so let's take a little break. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and give John a quiz. I got a quiz for you, John. This quiz John. is called Lady or Dragon. Right, okay. So I'm going to tell you the name of a character. And mm-hmm. you have to tell me if they are a lady or a yep. dragon. Okay. Sounds fair enough. I can I can do this. Okay. I got this. I got this. So the first character is Errol. This character's called Errol. Is it a lady or a dragon? Dragon. It is a dragon, John, from Guards Guards, Terry Pratchett book and uh, TV show. Sweet. I was quite quick with Jade that Jade Fox. You were, yeah. Jade uh, Fox. Lady. Correct. Do you know that one? You no. Very I, close I too on that one. <laughs> she is out of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There you go. There you go. Michelle um, Yo. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> Temeraire. Or Temerary, Temerary. I think uh, it's Temerary. It's T E M E R A I R E. Correct. From the movie Temerary. Never heard of it. It's a long um, way to Temerary. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, Norberta. Oh. 
See, see that sounds like a dragon to me. I'm, I'm going to go dragon. Correct. What? John, John you you I'm going to fire like a You've only got two more. Indeed you are. Kara. K-A-R-A. Lady. She is. She's a lady in Dragonheart. Hello, it's me, Draco from Dragonheart. The, the ginger. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, Lisbeth. Lisbeth sounds like a lady, but it's probably a dragon. John, you fucked it at the last hurdle. Oh, it's Lisbeth, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Oh, hey. But how about that? You've helped us and our friend out with an extra five there. Nice. Nice indeed, sir. Nice Nice. indeed. Well done. So those are dragons and ladies. Back to dragon lady. (laughs) Lady dragon. She's a lady dragon. So she's leaving. She turns around to them. I hope you can understand. The kid's like, no, no, I can't understand. Why would you go? Why would you leave us? You've ate all my grandpa's food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got nothing. Uh, They buy her this lovely summer dress, uh, which is really sweet. And she says, I'll be back. You are family. And they're like, oh. Lovely, lovely. She's in the city now, and she's checking out this company with gated buildings. Uh, Imperial Export, right? Which is quite blatantly just a, a, a bit of land where they've put this sign up and a gate and this kind of free pa- f- this prefabricated building <laughs> with <laughs> nothing in it. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of checking it out, and, and I spotted this thing behind. You know me, John, I'm eagle-eyed action man. You know, yeah, yeah, you back of my, back of my hand. Uh, this thing behind her I spotted was S-O-S-R-O, and it was like containers. So I looked it up, and it's a tea company from Indonesia. And its right. best-selling product is Tay Botol, spelt T-E-H, and then the next word, B-O-T-T-O-L, um, which translated is bottle of tea. <laughs> of course Bloody hell. <laughs> and it's a, it's a bottle of jasmine tea, which is served cold. Right, okay. uh, so I kind of got into that. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, I do kind of frequent a lot of uh, South and, and East Asian kind of supermarkets. I like those. Yeah. There's a really good one. Sunderland's cracking one in Newcastle. I'm going to look out for it and see if I can find a find a bottle. She, <laughs> There's this woman leaving in, in a car. And it's Susan. <laughs> and she basically jumps in front of the car. And it's a proper Hollyoaks car accident. Really <laughs> like five miles an hour. <laughs> she <laughs> rolls onto the ground. And the madam offers to take to the hospital. And she says, no, no need. Uh, I'm just so so weak, so hungry. And she's like, let I'm me buy you in three days. I'm like, why have you not eaten in three days? The least I can do. Like, did it take her three days to get from that village? Because <laughs> she just had a massive plate of pies and rice. <laughs> Uh, she offers to buy her lunch and takes it out to, to lunch. It's candlelit, like candlelit lunch. What's going on there? How romantic. Sitting at the ivy. <laughs> uh, she explains she was done over by a guy. <laughs> Sue's like, it's always a guy. <laughs> I knew there was a uh, guy. All right, girls. Took my money. <laughs> yeah, and her passport. And the uh, the consulate won't let her. They think she sold her passport. So it's yeah. a it's a fair story, but I would assume that this Susan, with her connections, would know somebody at the consulate. God, yeah. Uh, Susan offers to keep her for a night, uh, let her stay, and give her a job. When they get to the office the, the next day, um, she says, oh, oh, what's my job going to be? Well, you're going to order coffees, supplies, and keep staple guns full. <laughs> It's like, okay, that's interesting. That's a job and a half, I mean, yeah, give me that job, please. Uh, she works with Alan, right? And Alan looks like every like loser dweeb. prick you've ever worked with in an office. Every dweeb in office. Uh, he looks a little he? bit like... He, he is. Oh, he's the, he is. He's the character out of office space. Yeah, they stay for... As soon as I saw him, I was like, that's, that's exactly that guy the office space. <laughs> Well, well done. 
he looks. I thought he looks a bit like Kinky John Fowler from that Vic and Bob thing. You know, picking peppercorns. One, two, three. And she says he's quite harmless. I <laughs> just put that means he's a fucking beast. Watch your back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely because it starts knocking stuff over, doesn't he? Just to yeah. prove how dweeby he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're at Susan's house. She starts looking up the info on Ludwig, and Susan comes in. She's been drinking. She is absolutely mortal. Mortal, and she is, isn't she? Here's the second best bit of acting in this whole movie for me. It's her kind of putting on this really bad kind of what you would Drunk. expect kind of... A- Indonesian type, South Asian kind of, a little bit racisty kind of, you know, behaviour. And she's like, and he didn't care about me. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it is super bad. Yeah, um, and she's like, oh, and he met me in Paris, uh, and he's putting her to, she's putting her to bed. And in Paris, we had good times. Oh la la! (laughs) (laughs) I know. So she lets slip some information and she takes Susan's keys and the next scene she's in this warehouse dressed like that cat burglar from the Simpsons she's got all this kind of outfit you know that scene yeah. out of Spaced where they go and break Colin out of the thing yeah and they're and, all dressed and, black <laughs> and Twist has got uh, I think it's Julian McDonald's uh, nighttime kind of urban warfare range yeah, <laughs> I'm sure of it it's like that it's really good uh, but it panned right under her Adidas shoes, didn't it? Oh, uh, well, yeah. And I was kind of like, ah, she's wearing sneakers for sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> she gets ambushed by these gang members. She knocks them out. Um, then she's getting shot at by these guards. And they've got they've and more Uzis. Like, this guy more must Uzis. have a... Um, There's a row of five yeah. of them must all be Uzis just plugging away. Yeah, he, he must just have... Uzis are his kind of... Weapon of choice. His specific kind of yeah, specific weapon that that he's got all the money in. Um, the Uzi has been <laughs> in service, John, since 1954. Its first war was the Suez Crisis. Would you believe? Um, and it was last right. used in a conflict by a, a military uh, in the Syrian civil war, which was. Uh, Syrian Civil War? Probably no more than about five years ago, I don't think. Well, we keep thinking that 1990 was only ten years ago. Indeed indeed we do. (laughs) Indeed we do. Um, The guy that designed it, by the way, was a guy called Uzeel Gal. (laughs) He named it after himself. Israeli gun designer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to name... Do you know what I'll do? I'll name this gun after myself. Like Mr. Stratavarius. Oh, fuck Uh, it. I'll name this... I think it's going to be named after a woman called Susie. Susie, Susie, remember that? <laughs> Garbage Pill Kids. I do remember that. I do remember that. Crater Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we all used to go to school with a Crater Chris. Am I right? Hell yeah. I was Crater Chris, <laughs> just so you know, folks. <laughs> so as she's getting shot at by these guards with the Uzis, she escapes in a car and we see a jump. And she kind of jumps out through the gates, which were, were basically just propped up, I think. <laughs> she yeah. just goes through them. And we see that three times because it was an expensive set piece. Oh, so yeah. we've got to yeah, see yeah. it more than once. Uh, she fights a series of guys in shell suits with increasingly threatening weapons. One's got a bow. One's got a knife. It's like Double Dragon. Yes, that's it. That <laughs> final fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's Alan. She says, are you following me? And Alan goes, I'm a cop, damn it. I know. Like, you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could have you done for jump. break. I'm a doctor, damn it. I'm a pool man. <laughs> <laughs> he explains that they're manufacturing poison gas. And he's he's been in and he's got this sample. And he's gonna he's gonna take it downtown to the boys in the lab. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> As they do. Ludwig knows she's been in, and this this guy says, oh, "How did she get? How did she get out? Or how did she get in?" And the guy goes, "It, it was magic, sir." And he goes, "It was magic or treason?" Or treason. I know that. What the hell? Treason. Magic or treason? <laughs> she should have done that as a quiz. John, is it magic or is it treason? Oh, brilliant. Folks, magic or treason? <laughs> 
There's the next one we're doing. Yeah. Uh, treason is the crime of attacking a state authority to which one owes allegiance. There you go. Um, he says, you look like you need a drink. <laughs> throws like him a in... bottle of whiskey at him and flicks mm. a match into his chest. Um, and oh, yeah, it's an old man friend. On fire. It's an old uh, friend. Makes a, 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 is it Gibson his name is? Yeah. He just appears out of nowhere and flicks a fag on this poor yeah, guy. <laughs> absolutely. So now we know Gibson was was on the payroll. This guy, of, co- of course, we love seeing stuntmen on fire. They're brilliant. Um, yeah. But what he should have done, because we're a public service podcast, of course, is he should have stopped, dropped, and rolled. And rolled, yep. Yeah, no guarantees that that would have saved his life, but uh, he'd have done it better. And your man, he says to he's the guy who goes, Put him out before he ruins the grass. Oh, no. <laughs> he's on the oh, lawn. Ruins the lawn. Yeah. So again, <laughs> stop, drop, and roll, people. I can't yep. emphasize that enough. I'm going to say duck and cover, but that's a, a, a brand of uh, jeans, isn't it? It's, it's also what happens when uh, you're in Sheffield and a bomb goes off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn Russians. <laughs> uh, Ludwig thinks it's an inside job. So he goes and meets Kathy at her work, and he asks for this file. She's, she's sharpening a pencil because that's what people do in an office. He asks yep. for this file. Uh, the, the Alan, uh, Alan, yes, yes, I'll get it for you, sir. No, no, I want Kathy to get it. Uh, <laughs> she turns around to get this file, <laughs> and he literally just picks up this thing and pockets it. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks very much, Kathy, and off he goes. Uh, he asks Susan to invite her to the house. Susan confides that she doesn't want Ludwig to flaunt her in her face, and Kathy says, "No, look, you know, just what 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 harm could it do?" Kathy's back in the village on a Vespa. Bell boy, I know. <laughs> well, where the hell did you get the Vespa for his room? <laughs> you killed my scooter. <laughs> That's all I can think of. It's a Piaggio Vespa, an Italian company. Uh, founded in 1946 in Florence, and it's the same style scooter that features in that scene in Dodgeball where Ben Stiller gets picked up. Uh, Come, Michelle! And he jumps on the back of the vessel and motor off. (laughs) 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 Uh, Also in Day of the Jackal, uh, which that's a great movie, by the way, Day of the Jackal. Is that the original or the remake? Uh, the original, the original, not yeah, not the Jackal, which was the uh, which was uh, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, Richard Gere movie. No, it's poor. If yeah. you want one, John, of course, back on Auto Trader. Me, I'm always on Auto Trader. Uh, there's one available, a 2007 one. It's look mint condition, uh, forty thousand miles, and it is two thousand four hundred and ninety five. Pounds, so it's two and a half grand if you really want one. I I liked the look of them, I thought they looked a bit sexy, but I wouldn't half look stupid on one a big lad like me. (laughs) You would look great, big man. (laughs) Quadrophenia all the way, big man. Absolutely, absolutely. Me and Sting. (laughs) Um, But she's been followed. There's a guy in the bushes. Yeah, he explains she has to go and get Ludwig, she'll never be complete. Uh, Grandpa says, through the kid, uh, revenge is double-edged sword. It not only destroys the enemy, but it will destroy you. So wise. Good light. He's so wise, isn't he? So wise. Um, By the way, I did do a little bit of a look into, and and again, I could have have probably come up with a hundred things, but it wouldn't have seemed fair on the podcast. But there right. are between 138 and 300 different types of sign language used around the globe today. I mean, you either know or you don't if they're used, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> How do you make it know? a big difference. Like, oh, more than 150 is worth of difference yeah, there. With, with dialect, he isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're at Ludwig's pool party now. Witness men's favourite sport, the gaining of wealth. Wow. Yeah, he throws a ruby into this pool for these four women to get. See how beauty is undone by greed. Two of them are sisters. sisters, You can tell because they're the ones hitting one another harder than the rest. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, 
I'm making him sound like the bullet farmer in Mad Max. In fact, I'm making him sound like every bad guy in Mad Max. Mediocre. What's the main character in Wolf Creek? You sound like him, Mick. Oh, Mick. By the way, we have got tickets to go and meet Mick at the Horicon in October. I'm going to have my photo taken with Big Mick. I cannot wait. (laughs) Brilliant. Cannot wait. Uh, Rachel's getting a picture with Tony Todd in full Candyman outfit. Oh, brilliant. Are you getting yours as well? Uh, no, I'll let her do that. As much as I'd like to, I'll let her do that. That's her thing. Oh, but she's not okay. getting in on the Mick thing, man. I oh. want him with the knife to oh, my man. neck and everything. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah, Those Wolf Creek mic. movies, man. You Those are mic. good movies. They're good movies, but the thing that always gets me is, like, uh, it's like the, the story's based on, not actual events, but yeah. dramatised and stuff like that. But, Bear in mind, the only witness is outside. He doesn't see what's going on, but they can re- it's just tell yeah. you about oh, all these yeah, things. Yeah, happen. of course. Of course. But no, they're really, they're really, did, really. Did you see scary. the TV series? There was two TV series. I think it was on no, Stars no, or no, something. No. The second TV series is brilliant. It's basically a bus full of tourists, right? And in the first kind of episode, he kills the bus driver and takes over as the bus driver and drives them into the outback. Oh, it's brilliant! And he just the whole does series. He play, is he playing the main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the, yeah, he's he's brilliant. The guy's. I'll great. give it a go. The guy's I like great. Mick. He's great. I like Mick. I like Mick. I I think I probably need to watch that first one again. I went to the cinema with our friend Jim to watch that. Uh, right. He grew up in Australia, and he was. Uh, yeah, he's not scared by anything. That scared the shit out of him. Uh, it's scary stuff, man. So a ruby, getting back to it, a ruby's a red crystal. Uh, one of what was called, back in the day, the cardinal gems. Not the cardinal Richelieu gems. Uh, the gems that are prized beyond all others. Historically, they were amethyst, purple, diamond, mm-hmm. white, not, not the cheap cider. That I guess you could probably still get <laughs> uh, emerald green, ruby red, and sapphire blue. But get this: amethysts are no longer part of the cardinal gems because they're no longer well prized. Because apparently they've found a mass deposit of them in Brazil a number of years right. ago, so they're no longer part of the cardinal cardinal gems. Oh, right. yeah. Well, interesting, huh? Really is. So one of the girls gets out with the ruby, and I'm not joking, this guy has a massive hard-on for this, and I've just written Tory scum. <laughs> watching, watching them fight over the scraps. Uh, Ludwig shows her like these kung fu boys that he's got. These three, three or four kung fu boys. Yes, they live with me. Oh, yeah, I bet they do, mate. And he just kicks the fuck out of them in this sports really jacket does, and trousers. Yeah. He explains to her that he took her fingerprints off the pencil sharpener because he's fucking CSI now. Um, Mm -hmm. Gibson's here again. Yeah, he works for the big man. He threatens to shoot her. She guns him down with the Uzi. Again, he kept standing up. Yeah, Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then steals a motorbike uh, off this guy with the Uzi. She threatens him with this Uzi outside the gates. Uh, and he gives her the he gives her the bike, and then she goes, "It wasn't loaded, dickhead." But it was a minute ago. I know. Like, I unless you, know. I didn't see you drop that <laughs> clip out, and it looks like there's still a clip in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she escapes being chased by these cars. One of them, a proper old Volvo, a uh, three hundred six Volvo. <laughs> Did you know the whole thing where she jumped over a gate and get flipped the bird? Yeah, she does. She turns around and flips the bird. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, she's driving through this car boot sale at about 15 miles an hour. <laughs> it looks like that, that's your Paddy's Market at the Barras, John. Ah, that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> All these boys selling fruit and knocked-off clothes. Uh, fruit and their Amiga games. Uh, but they're going so slow. One car ends up upside down off of nothing, like no ramp or anything. And the other one going a little bit faster goes through this huge pile of boxes, like in that Father Ted episode with <laughs> the milk slope. Speed three. <laughs> yeah, speed three, going about the same speed. The poor lads are having to salvage what wares they've got. And you see, like, this prolonged shot of them picking all the fruit up off the... and looking kind of upset. She drives off back to this Imperial Exports with this rocket launcher, which you see through the rocket launcher's thing. It's basically just a bit of fucking drain pipe. Just a tube, in it? It's just a tube. You see right through it. <laughs> 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 targeting oh. system. 
<laughs> blows it up. I mean, it, it, it's made out of like corrugated nothing, isn't it? You know, no, it's made it's... out of plastic and metal. It's like my shed. Yeah, no, flies a bit all over the place. Yeah. Just made a mess and anything else. Yeah, absolutely. These jeeps roll into Grandpa's village. It's Susan and some goons, and these goons have got kind of the flamethrowers. Yeah, uh, and they burn Set down. They burn down Grandpa's shed, basically his shack. And I and I know it's been a little while since I've referenced Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it made me think of of the bit where he said, "Is there any chance we could turn the heat down on this flamethrower?" <laughs> no, it's a flamethrower. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a scene. It's a great scene. <laughs> Got to watch it again. Uh, the cops claim. That tell her that they're gonna they're gonna alert everyone. It's gonna be basically an APB that Ludwig got away. He wasn't there to be blown up. Well, of course he wasn't there to be blown up. He was at his he was at his his party. <laughs> um, we're back right. at Susan's. Susan confronts her. Um, she says he wants to fight for the Ludwig wants to fight to the death uh, in Chin's slaughterhouse. So Chin Chin's got rich selling selling meat. He's like Venkies that own uh, Blackburn. You know, Blackburn Rovers, those boys, Venkies out. Yeah. He's like those guys. That's where he's made all his money, that and fights to the death. Uh, <laughs> she, she, yeah, she tells her that the old man and kid are dead. Um, and then we move to the slaughterhouse. Now, this slaughterhouse, it looks like your perfect kind of backdrop. You mentioned Giles scene. Yes, uh, in in Street Fighter, this looks like somewhere where you would expect to see Mortal Kombat held. Aye, yeah, yeah, it's a lot, lot darker than that. Uh, Chin's yeah. sat there. Uh, Ludwig's bet on himself, but Chin has bet on her, and he says he'll split his winnings fifty fifty with her if she does win. Um, she wails on him no end. She's properly battering him. At no point does he have the upper hand in this beginning part of the fight. Yeah, um, and she's about to kind of. Finish him. But here's Susan with a gun to the head of the old man and kid. Um, so he batters her. It's his turn to kind of second wind. She can't fight properly because she doesn't want the kid to die. Um, she's on the ropes. But here comes Sonny the cop to even up the score. And he's stood kind of behind Susan now. So it's kind of this, mm-hmm. like, this fight ongoing with everybody with a gun to the head. Um, but she was she, nearly paralysed, though. He did the whole uh, back-breaking move and everything. Did, oh, yeah, he throws her, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. She, she does this brilliant flying-through-the-air kind of dragon kick, um, grabs his neck between her legs and twists in mid-air. Yeah, <laughs> twists yeah. in mid-air. Like, she blatantly was being held up by a couple of lads <laughs> or she was lying on a pallet on a forklift truck <laughs> out, out of shot. Uh, she uses the memory of her husband's death and Ludwig raping her to kick him three times in the balls. And he goes down, which was to me was really underwhelming. It was a really underwhelming end to the fight. Not that I'm yeah. saying listeners out there when you know, if, if if you do know me or if we've ever met, you never do see me in the street. Don't just kick me in the balls because it, it was underwhelming. Um, but it was a very <laughs> mediocre end yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Popo arrests Ludwig, and Kathy gives Grandfather her cup from Chin. Yeah, grandfather, take take the case. And they head back to the village. Um, it's all gone. Obviously, they see that it's burnt down. And she says, remember, nothing very, very good or very, very bad lasts that long. And I thought, oh, that's nice. And then the little boy's like, it's karma. And they drive off into the sunset in this Mercedes-Benz 230 custom convertible. (laughs) What a way to go. Absolutely. Uh, Karma, John. uh, The term refers to the spiritual principle of cause and effect. Good intent and good deeds contribute to good karma and a happier rebirth. Whilst bad intent and bad deeds contribute to bad karma. And you end up getting reborn as... I don't know, Boris fucking Johnson or something. <laughs> Although he's what done alright. What did they do to deserve this? Or I know, right, yeah. Or, or, or a slug, but I think those things are actually roughly about the same level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One's got its uses. Yeah. Did I miss anything that you might have? I don't think there's much to get here. Nah, so the only other thing I had 
was... Oh, I've seen a pair of Reeboks, and the Reeboks had a Union Jack on them. I didn't realise that uh, Reebok um, originated in Bolton. Bolton in 1958. Oh, Bolton, 1958. Well Bolton, done. Uh, Bolton. Bolton. Yep. Yeah, Reeboks, if you remember, Reeboks back in the 80s used to have a little Union Jack on them. Yeah, yeah I didn't, before, I didn't um, that. Yeah, before, before yeah, Brexit. Yeah, recognise it with the Reebok pump. Yeah, <laughs> I need some uh, air. <laughs> and I know. Uh, and the other thing I've seen, don't know why they were playing cassette tapes. Didn't know real uh, cassette tapes were uh, invented in 1963. All right. Hey, very good. Yes, what was the last really cassette you bought, John? Do you remember? The last cassette I bought, and I've still got it, uh, Skunk and Nancy. All uh, right. First album, uh, the first album. Wow. And, oh, I've still got it as well. Portishead as well. I think I got them in one oh, of those. Oh, me. That's a great Triple, album. Uh, I thought oh. I got them. I think it was one of those uh, buy two, get one free. Like you could send it mail order. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, Britannia and, Music Club. Yeah, I think so, I And then uh, they send it. <laughs> so I got that, Portishead, and some there. So I think it was, I'll be honest with you, I think it was um, OK Computer with... Um, All right. But uh, I got the, the CD for that, so we got rid of the, the, nice. the, the tape. But yeah, I've still got my Skunk and Nancy in my Portis head. Fantastic. That Portis head album's great. I have to give that another listen. Oh, that's great. I don't have anything more about the movie. I'm not entirely sure why I wrote down Princess Diana Collar. Uh, must have been that dress she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Diana. Uh, yeah. Uh, Footloose training montage. Let's hear it for the Lady Dragon. I'm sure that was funny if I'd have put that in, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, right, Cynthia Rothrock. She was world champion in martial arts forms and weapons between 1981 and 1985. In weapons competition, she's the first and only woman to win number one in North America against men, because at that time women had to compete against men. There was no separate women's event. Right, okay. She holds five black belts with a rank of eighth Dan Grandmaster, Flash, and in the <laughs> Black Belt Hall of Fame with Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Well, there you go. Fantastic. She's also got, uh, I can't believe I never really thought of this, she's also got a Flintstones name. And she, you expect that name for her to turn up in one of those Flintstones yeah. movies. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> the Roth yeah. of the Rock. So that's it. That's the movie. How many do you think we got? Uh, I'm not real confident about this one, and I must admit, I. I struggled. I really struggled with this. I think it didn't help because obviously I couldn't see the ending in the background because I, I did watch it through YouTube mm-hmm. um, and it was so great bad. But I'm thinking 50, 55? Oh, you can go a little bit north. Uh, 60? 62. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not bad. That. That's yeah, not bad that. considering it's garbage. Oh, Jesus. It, it, was, it was a tough call and I think you actually put that in the mix just to mess ways because uh, <laughs> that was something else but yeah. uh, but we got through it we got through mm. it buddy and we got uh, 62 facts yeah. so I'm, I'm happy with that I'm happy with that so thank you very much Randall Parker for uh, your recommendation for your request uh, you can get Randall Parker's yeah. film club on all the places that you find your podcasts I quite like it. It's a short listen. It's about 20 minutes long and he talks about two films. To be honest, he doesn't talk about the films quite as much as he does about having to live with his mam uh, and all the problems he gets, uh, he encounters (laughs) on his day. But I think that's part of the fun. I do recommend you give it a go because he, he inhabits a world that is pretty much outside of the boundaries of anything John and I live in. <laughs> uh, and he's got a fantastic accent. Fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love this, this clip. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we're on all of the socials. You'll get us on Twitter at 100 Things Pod. You'll get us on Facebook, on Instagram, 100 Things Film. We're on TikTok at 100 Things Film. And you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee. .com. All of these details will be in the show notes. Please, if you like what you hear, uh, tell a pal. Subscribe them on their podcast app. Uh, even better than that, give us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts because that yes, is how we get to other people. That's that's where it's at. That is where mm. it's at. Absolutely. John, 
it leaves us with only one more request. Oof, Jesus. Um, do you remember what that one is? I do. It's sneakers. sneakers. <laughs> and you know what? I bought myself a copy on Blu-ray. A special limited edition copy uh, from Film Stories magazine website. Uh, Thanks, M, if you're listening for recommending that. I know you picked one up. Uh, So I'm going to be taking the wrapping off that over the weekend. Treat yourself indeed and getting involved with that one for regular listener to the podcast. Phil. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Look forward to that one. John, close up with your final words. Guys, again, thanks again for listening. Thanks for all your support. We just seem to be getting more and more support, and some of the reviews we're getting, um, some of the, especially some of the comments, are fantastic. So, again, thank you so much. Absolutely. Until next week, I've been Mark. He's been John, and we have <laughs> been sixty-two things we've learned from Lady, Lady Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> See ya. See you guys. 